Hey, Tyler. Hey, what? If you could eat one food for the rest of your life and only one food, assuming that it would nutritionally meet every need you had, you won't get fat, you won't get lazy, like you won't be unhealthy, but you can only eat this one food for the rest of your life, what is it? Wait, is this a specific dish or is this a like genre of food? So like specific dish, but like pizza counts. Okay. You don't have to specify like pepperoni pizza. So like Chinese food. I would say you have to be a little more specific than that. Chicken lo mein. Wow. Okay, yeah. so you just hopped right to it. Bam. Why? What uh, is it about? Chicken lo mein is my, uh, it's my go-to. All it's right. And it's also, whenever I go to a uh, Asian restaurant, um, I will gauge its goodness based on the chicken lo mein. And then if I want to go deeper, the Mongolian beef. Who has the best of those things in town? Many places. Um, there's a place in Hampton called, where I live uh, called Lynn's Garden. Mm. Which is great. It'd be wonderful if they sponsored the podcast. <laughs> um, but they, oh, their their lo mein is where it's at because it's also there's like a uh, the the lo mein when you get the leftovers will sometimes get like a juice at the bottom, <laughs> and uh-huh. that juice if it if it tastes like grease then it's gross. Yeah, if it tastes like heaven, <laughs> like a blended up angel, <laughs> then it's. Uh, I always qualify to blend it up, Angel, actually, with uh, Jamba Juice. Do you ever have Jamba Juice? No, I've not. So Jamba Juice is uh, basically a smoothie. It's pretty much a milkshake. Not a milkshake, (laughs) but like a a slushy that is somehow told, you're told it's healthy. When we lived in Chicago, uh, it was, so this was 15 years ago, uh, there was a brand new place called Chipotle that came up. And I've heard of I, them. Yeah, I don't know if you've heard of it. I don't know if they, they took off. I think they only existed in. <laughs> Sponsored by. <laughs> That's what you were eating last week. Mm-hmm. Uh, the, uh, so we, uh, they had a Chipotle and it was amazing. And it was starting up enough that they kept giving out free burrito things. Mm-hmm. So I would get a free burrito from Chipotle a lot. And it was right beside a Jamba Juice. And Jamba Juice is, uh, it was amazing. And I don't even know if it still exists anymore. I'm sure it does. You pay $5 for a slushy, but it was so good. Yeah. And that to me. I would say this tastes like what an angel would taste like if you blended it up and drank it. I have frequently at the Chipotle in our little neighborhood been given a gift card at the cash register for free chips. Why? Oh, by like a, a patron in front of you? Oh, no, by the cashier. They'll every now and again just hand me a, a thing for like, a free chip. Today's my last day. I'm going to quit. So let me just give you all the free well, stuff. Well, no, I at one point asked why. And the cashier said, oh, and this is maybe just me. I don't know. But when I go through the line, at Chipotle, like they're like, what, what can I get you? I said, can I have a bowl, please? Uh, you know. What, oh, because you're nice. Because I'm nice. I love the nice discount. There's a nice discount. Yeah. Here's my thought, and this is why it's kind of relevant. Why is it that I get the feeling that most Christians would not qualify for the free oh, trips and guac? Christians are the worst. Right. Yeah. Why am I an outlier that I'm nice. Maybe it's because you are like a universalist, like wishy-washy. You're not a real Christian. You've got this kind of nebulous, like everybody's okay. Well, you know. No, yeah, Christians are terrible. That's so bad. That's most of the reason why I work in the church is largely because of the terrible Christians. Like I... I want to be a representation of, and not to think that I'm better than other people, right. but it's not no. that hard to be a good person. I mean, it's, it's really hard to be a good person all the time, but it, it only takes, like, it's not hard to be nice to people. Right. That's, I always think a, a good gauge 
of a person uh, of who they really are is how they treat people who serve them. Yeah. Uh, so anyone who works in a store, anyone who works at a coffee shop, anyone who works uh, like a bus driver or anything, anyone who is a uh, in a, in the service industry that is doing something for you, the way you treat that person really shows kind of who you are. Exactly. Especially at like the airport. Oh, like yeah. there's no reason to be the person behind the counter is not the one who caused your problems. Right. And they may be the one who could solve your problems, but they also might not be. <laughs> and if they're not going to solve your problems, it's not because they're trying to be mean. Right. Uh, no. Occasionally, you if you're mean enough to them, they do have the power to make your day real bad. Yeah. They but, can make it worse. Yeah. 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 But it's not. They didn't cause that. And so no. the like saying please when you ask for a burrito bowl, not like, hard. No, it's not hard. And you're not doing that so you get free chips. No. I am now going to start doing it so I get right. free chips. <laughs> If the people at Chipotle get mad at me for yeah. giving away the secrets. But, like, it's not hard to just be a per- – like, what drives me crazy, the fingernails on the chalkboard for me, is when someone goes to a fast food place or a Chipotle and says, give me a. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. As if you on this side of the line are entitled oh, to yeah. a hamburger. I never thought about that, that I always say, can I have a. Right. Well, even that, like, that's a little step in the right direction because it's a question. Yeah. But it's the person that just barks the order. Yeah, yeah, give yeah. Me a, give me a thing. And it's like, ah. Well, and I always try to make a point, and in the movies, this is the hardest time to do it, but I always try to anticipate them telling me, have a nice day, hmm. and so that I can also say, you, you too. too. And it's so hard at the movie theater, because they say, enjoy your movie. Yeah, right. Which I always say, you too. You too. <laughs> and then very sheepishly go, come on, man, like, get it together, <laughs> walk away. <laughs> like Work on yeah. it. Yeah. So yeah, uh, chicken lo mein. I, think, I mean, it's not even a question. I would have. I'm always in the mood for Chinese food. That is that is yeah. on my biography. That'll be on the on the on the inside uh, like cover jacket of whatever book I write. <laughs> Tyler Domsky lives in this place with uh, so many. Oh, and I have two snakes too. I didn't talk oh, about that. Oh, we yeah. did not talk about the snakes or their birthday hats. <sighs> yeah, last I think, week. I don't think we've ever put a birthday hat. Uh, yeah, last week uh, we we failed to mention the full menagerie that is the Domsky household. Yeah, yeah. But we have two snakes, Norton and Dinah. Mm. And Norton is he is eighteen years old. Holy cow. And we have snakes because my wife is awesome. And she was also a herpetologist. Right. In addition to many her and a herpetologist is someone who studies reptiles and amphibians. She worked for Davidson College where Steph Curry was. When, when Steph Curry was there, we were at Davidson College. That was so many factoids in a 30-second run. It I was know. very efficient. I know. She's really cool. Very efficient. Yeah. So I'm Tyler. And I'm Jay. And this is Rubbing the, the Pastor. So really, when we we were asking ourselves, why do we have a podcast? <laughs> why are we doing this? And so we were thinking, uh, I, I think we were both thinking, um, one of the things, especially youth ministry, I think, gets at this. But youth ministry, um, in doing youth ministry, I slowly, I, I did not want to do 
adult ministry because mm. adults act like they know everything. <laughs> right. And I mean, some pretentiously, but others just out of fear. Like okay, we don't right. want to be proven to be stupid. And so we just kind of nod and say, oh yeah, we all understand. What, we know what the quick and the dead is when we say the Apostles' Creed. Yeah, right. we're good with this. Yeah, everything in the Bible makes sense and I have no questions about this, so please don't ask me. Uh, when really everybody has all the questions. We're just nervous. We don't want to be proven to be dumb. And asking questions, people get in trouble for asking questions. Right. And but kids have no problem asking questions. Not and a, so, and that's so. I loved that about kids. And then I realized after a while that you could just treat. You could not even don't ask the adults if they have questions. Just tell them. I know you have questions. <laughs> right. Uh, so I'm going to treat you like I treat kids, and I'm just going to tell you that I don't know some of this stuff too. There's a bunch of, I probably know less than I know. I know there's, I am very aware of the things that I don't know yeah. and they outweigh the things that I do know. Uh, and that's an okay place to be. Yep. And, um, recognizing that, um, the, that if this God is real, if this God actually matters, then God needs to be available outside of the church building yeah. and the context of the church and, especially growing up uh, in the 80s and 90s, um, it was very much a, a high point, maybe not even a high point, I think it got even worse after that, uh, of, of a Christian counterculture mm-hmm. where they just kind of copied everything um, and uh, like really badly. Like, oh, you like Nirvana? You would like this band because yeah. they sound like Nirvana. Oh, you yeah. like this band? They sound like, you like Weezer? You'd like Reliant K or yeah. whatever. And it's not to say that the Christian bands were bad. Well, yes, the Christian bands were bad. Most so, of them were. Yeah. 90, there are a couple 90, good gems There's a there. couple really good. Like Ryan K, in retrospect, is a really good band. Five Iron Frenzy, man, until the day uh, I die. Five Iron Frenzy, if you like ska, yeah. is a real good band. No uh, kidding. And even if you don't like ska, they're uh, the like the uh, Brave St. Saturn. Oh, my gosh. Yeah, that's some good stuff. Um, and there's some quality. Th- and then you get like Switchfoot and... Amberlynn and, and things like that, which are a little dated, but still you get those bands later that were musicians who happen to be Christian rather than Christian bands right. per se. Um, but it, anyway, we were kind of told that here's uh, in the fundamentalist sense, you were like, here's all that you're supposed to listen to. Mm-hmm. And a good Christian doesn't listen to this. And then in a more permissive sense, like my family was really, they're fine with culture, but it was clear that this is what you listen to for fun. And here's what you'd listen to at church. Right. And, uh, and not in, especially with my family, it wasn't in a, in a mean way. It was just, that was understood. Like we don't, we're not going to, we, if we had a church talent show, we're not going to sing smells like teen spirit. Cause right. why would you? Right. Uh, it just doesn't make any sense. This right is outside down. the framework. Yeah, of, yeah. Yeah. It's like, I don't know how those two things fit together. And aside from the, like you get people who would occasionally make pop culture references and like we like we'd watch chariots of fire mm. be like oh this isn't a christian movie but it is yeah, right. or like <laughs> dead poet society or something like yeah. that was which are not movies that kids are going to watch on their own but and so it's not like oh that movie that i see all the time this fits so well yeah um anyway that's a long way of saying um the conversation about faith really needs to be one that makes plenty of room for questions yeah. plenty of room for doubt plenty of room for not understanding stuff and being able to say, I don't get it, but also plenty of room for seeing God in places where we're not told that God is. Right. Uh, and sometimes actively told God is not there. Um, <laughs> I learned more about God from 
uh, when I was in high school from Nine Inch Nails. Yeah, yeah. Then from any Christian album, yep. any Newsboys or DC Talk or any junk like that. Like, and Nine Inch Nails is very anti-God. Like, right. it's not just like, uh, but it and and it kind of shows. And then, especially the more I read the Bible, I was read like I'd read Ecclesiastes and be like, oh, this is a rough book. Why did we never talk about this? Oh, right. because it's a rough book that right. nobody. And it's basically you can't put this on a coffee mug. Yeah, or and you can't really sum it up nicely. It doesn't really put a bow on it at the end. At the end of the book, it's just like, yeah, life is stupid. So. <laughs> Deal with that. Yeah. This whole thing is pointless. Enjoy. And it's a very nihilistic book. And it's right in the middle of the Bible. And we just kind of pick out that the the bird song right in the middle. The <laughs> yeah. to everything there is a season. And we're like, yeah, I get Ecclesiastes, but if you read everything else, it just keeps saying meaningless, meaningless, everything's meaningless. Yeah. Um so anyway, I keep I'm real good at introductions and not good at getting to the point. Um <laughs> Uh, so we're talking about, we thought, uh, one thing that we, that is, is good is giving people the opportunity to have questions, but also giving people, um, more freedom to see God in places that you wouldn't normally see God. Right. Because if God is who we claim that God is, uh, that God is everywhere and God is, is there whether you recognize it or not. And God can speak through everything. God speaks through a donkey in the Bible. (laughs) God speaks through a bush. Yep. Uh, and almost to the point that like the less likely it is God would show up there, yeah, the more likely it is God would show up. Yeah, there. God loves to blow your mind, so God's yeah. gonna like make people pregnant who shouldn't be pregnant. Right, God's gonna uh, pick the worst person to talk, <laughs> like Moses. I can't talk. I stutter all the time. Yeah, that's why I picked you. <laughs> right. and right I don't want to do man. it. Yeah, that's why I picked you. <laughs> uh, and Jonah, I don't even like these people. Yeah, that's why you got to say it. Yeah, yeah. Um, so. We, we thought we would look at some different things and kind of find theology in places that, and in a very, we're not, we're not trailblazers in any sense in this, but, but also it's still, I think even though these things are talked about in some places, they're not talked about enough. So question of the day. Yeah. If you were going to go write a sermon somewhere. Yeah. Where would you go? Where would I go? Yeah. Uh, I would go to Lynn's Garden in Hampton and get to Denial. <laughs> Uh, well, the best place to go is a place that has Wi-Fi. Yep. And a place that has Wi-Fi is a usually a coffee shop. Mm-hmm. Uh, my favorite place to go, because I am a guy who knows all the tricks, <laughs> is a place that gives you a bottomless cup of coffee. Yep. So I will often go to Panera. Panera is a great choice. Yeah. Panera is a great choice. I The number of pastors that choose the coffee shop, and even I was meeting with somebody the other day, we went to a little coffee shop up near Wexford, home of the Weck. Yeah. Um, and like people just do business there. And she made the observation that's like, it's was like it Buddha's uh, coffee cafe Buddha. No, it was Generosa. Oh, Generosa. Yeah. Yeah. It was like, it was. I've never been there, even though that's right beside my church. Really good coffee. Yeah. Um, Where is that? Right off of 19, right off of the. Whatever the McCandless Crossing, like right around there. This yeah. is the most important thing. Yeah, it's right. Like, totally. What are we from California? <laughs> what road did you take to get there? <laughs> but anyway, uh, people just do business there because free Wi-Fi. Yeah, and excessive ability to caffeinate oneself. Yeah. So I've been thinking really for a long, long time about the theology of coffee Ooh. and about how coffee works for us Christians and where we go with that well right? especially like hipster christians right we are two gentlemen yeah. who have beards and interesting glasses right 
And and tattoos? Do you have a tattoo? I have one. Oh, of course you do. Actually, I actually have two. Oh, what? Yeah. You got the Power Man tattoo. I do. Yeah. I do. Oh, there are more. Coming. I didn't know that there was the gun show. Oh yeah. I do, I I'm I do not agree with this gun show. I'm I'm, I'm going to protest your gun show. <laughs> I keep them well hidden. Well, yeah. Well, in the I sleep. put mine right out there. Yeah. So what where would you classify your level of coffee drinking? Are you a? Uh, I, so I am a. Uh, I I have hit. I did not grow up drinking coffee. I don't think anybody grows up drinking coffee. Uh, my, yeah, my dad drank coffee all the time. So I thought this is what dads do. Dads mm-hmm. drink coffee. My mom did not drink coffee. So we did not have coffee made at the house. We may have had a coffee maker, but my dad drank coffee at the church where he right. worked because he was a pastor. Um, and so I just thought, this is what dad's breath smells like. <laughs> and this is what coffee, coffee is a grown up thing to drink. When right. I become a grown up, I would drink it. Uh, I started to become a grown up and like around high school when it's like kind of okay to drink coffee. I, I had a coffee and I was like, Oh, this is terrible. Mm-hmm. And, uh, coffee and alcohol. I was very much the poster child for what you want, how you want your kids to react to <laughs> extreme caffeine and alcohol. I was like, right. ah, there's something wrong with this guy. It, it, <laughs> Cause I, I mean, especially like beer, you think, Oh, it's going to taste like apple juice or something. Nope. Cause it looks like it and everybody loves it. And like people think it's delicious. And, uh, like the way, uh, particularly to, uh, I know last week we talked about, uh, or I mentioned real quick, Roger Rabbit, but uh, Eddie Valiant, the the main character in Roger Rabbit, the yeah. way he like licks his chops over like liquor, I was like, man, liquor must be delicious. No, it sucks. And then it's like, no, this is like gasoline. And I, <laughs> the first time I had a beer, like I tasted beer, I thought, well, this clearly this one's spoiled. It's like yep. drinking a glass of rotten milk. Like the, this can't be what beer tastes like. Right. And that's how I was with coffee. So I was like, oh, it actually tastes like it smells, which is not great. Like right. it's a great no. smell, but it's not a great taste. Um, so I thought, okay, I guess I'm just not gonna drink coffee, and that's fine because I don't want to be like my parents anyway. And so, uh, and then I wanted to start drinking coffee, and that was then Starbucks became more ubiquitous around mm-hmm. that point, as did the Frappuccino. Yep. Which is really just a milkshake. Yes. Uh, continuing my with desire a, to drink blended with <laughs> a wee little bit of coffee. In oh it. man. Yeah. And so I was like, Oh, I like Frappuccinos. And so I started drinking Frappuccinos and then over time realized I don't want to pay $4 for a milkshake. So I guess I just don't like coffee. Mm-hmm. And, uh, there, then there was a point when we lived in Florida where we were going to move. So I got a job at a dive shop down there. So I was worth a dive shop, like running out snorkels and stuff. People going on snorkel trips and in this dive shop, it was like a gift shop as well. So it was on um, uh, Pine Key, which is a big, long key in the Keys. It's towards the bottom. Yeah. It takes about three hours to get from Key Largo to Key West. So it's a big, long strip of, of it's an archipelago for, for all of you who care. Uh, Geography, you say. Yeah, yeah. yeah. All right. Uh, and so um, uh, we, the one thing when we were there, it was real busy when the tours would come through and then not busy at all right. after that. And so most of the day is not busy at all. And there's lots of snacks and stuff, but we can't just eat snacks. So we were allowed two things for free. We were allowed ice cream Mm -hmm. and coffee. And unlike most people, (laughs) I don't really like ice cream. Really? Yeah. I mean, I like it, but I don't ever want it. Yeah. So I don't crave it. There's never a point where I'm like, I can really go for some ice cream right now. Maybe once a year. I want like fish food, like the the Ben and Jerry's fish food. That's where I'm at. Or Neapolitan. I'll just go for some Neapolitan. Give me some some a little bit of everything, and uh, it's good enough for uh, Napoleon. Good enough for me. (laughs) And uh, ice cream, world conquest, whatever, (laughs) whatever's on the table. I don't even think Neapolitan has anything to do with Napoleon. I just (laughs) uh, it's 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 always maybe it's from Naples. That sounds right. We should figure that out. Tell us and then tweet us at Rough the Pastor (laughs) what Neapolitan comes from. Uh, so, um, 
I, I, while that seems like a great thing to get free ice cream for a lot of people, it, it was like, it was, it, I was ambivalent about yeah. it. And, uh, so one day I was just like real bored and really wanted something to drink. And I was like, I gotta have this coffee. I also don't like hot drinks. Uh-huh. That, that's the other, this is a long, this, <laughs> this is a long is response. Not, this doesn't sound like the beverage for you. Yeah, no, it really doesn't. And I had just kind of resolved. And I, at this point I was probably 23, 24, uh-huh. like kind of an adult. Like I just, <laughs> I get settled to the fact that like, oh, I guess I'm an adult now. And I thought I should probably start drinking coffee, but I was so I was stuck at this thing, uh, just out of boredom. Like I have some coffee, I don't want it hot, but I've got this ice cream, so I'll just. And they had coffee ice cream. Nice. So I thought I'll throw a, a scoop of this in there. The immediately the ice cream turned not into ice cream. Uh-huh. Bonus number one. <laughs> uh, the coffee turned not into coffee. Right. And it tasted kind of like a frappuccino because yeah. you had the sugar, the milk, like it's a great mix. And then I was like, oh, I like coffee. Mm-hmm. And so then every day I would have one of those. And then I, I realized, oh, you can get the, so I got cream and sugar and that was like a science experiment every day. And that was not, I was not into that. Yeah. But then I realized there's a thing called coffee mate mm-hmm. or uh, international delights or things like that, that just tell you what it, I mean, it's right there. Yeah. Yeah. So I get the French vanilla yep. and I put a bunch of it in there and that, <laughs> and that, that was it. And then. So that was my MO for, for a long time as I drink coffee with creamer and my wife does not drink coffee. Um, so it was just all on me. So, I mean, that was my, I had to, I had to make myself like that. And I just decided I, I'm, I'm going to learn how to drink coffee. And I did. And then while I was doing my doctorate, um, we would, so there, there was a cohort and we would be like in class all day and then we would break and we'd have a coffee break and they, uh, we were going to, the, uh, get the coffee break and I was like, do we have any creamer? Do we have this? And so there's sugar and, and, and cream. And so I had to do the the physics to try or the chemistry to get it all set. And my, um, advisor very mockingly, he's like, what are you doing? (laughs) And then he's very helpfully though, then said, uh, when he, um, his guy named is a guy named Joe small, who is really awesome. Uh, like big, uh, important person in the Presbyterian church at one point, like created the office of theology worship, Hmm. which is a really awesome guy. And, uh, he said, um, at one point he had drank coffee with cream and sugar. And he had someone tell him, if you go a week, just drink it a black. Mm-hmm. It's going to be a rough week. Yeah. But you'll get to the end of that week. You then now have this power to drink <laughs> black coffee. And I did that. And it was real rough. But mm-hmm. I mean, I was there for two weeks. So uh, over the course of those two weeks, I was able to, to be able to drink black coffee. And now I can drink black coffee. The problem is when you drink black coffee, there's nothing hiding it. Right. And so the good coffee and the crap coffee are discernibly streets streets ahead yep uh they're they're miles apart uh and so uh the other thing in the midst of youth ministry i had i trained myself to not be pretentious about coffee Mm -hmm. in that i can tell what good coffee is and i appreciate good coffee but i have to be able to drink garbage coffee right because when you're on a mission trip and you stop at a rest stop you can't be like is there a starbucks here or is there is there a generosa or whatever like uh, you have to just be able to drink whatever's there, right? Uh, because you need it. So uh, I I train myself to be able to drink garbage coffee and yeah. good coffee at the same time because yeah. that's important. Um, but I uh, so I've never gotten too pretentious about, it. and especially because I'm the only one who drinks it at my house. Like I would love to be a pour over person who knows all that stuff. But one, it's nice to not have to pay a whole lot for yep. coffee. So I have a Keurig, which for 
the re i mean the oh yeah thanks nope. Nope. <laughs> the uh, uh uh it was uh it was a wonderful gift from my wife uh, my wife and <laughs> and uh she uh and it was it was great and it is great mm-hmm. um it is uh, of a even the better you can get bad good pods that make it okay yeah but it's you get groundy and uh, like there there are limits to it you got to drink it right away the more you let it sit the more kind of garbagey it gets uh, and then I realized I, I still have a coffee maker and I learned how to make coffee right. I did not know how to make just regular drip coffee. I was putting way too much in there. Yeah. Uh, and it was only like last year that I figured out how to do it right. And I'm 39 years old. Nah, you know. Um, so I, but I also am very much, uh, because I have, so I have a Contigo, which is like airtight yeah. and I have a habit of just like losing these everywhere. So I just <laughs> give them to the world. I, every, every My six months I get everybody. a new one. Yeah. Here yeah. you go. Uh, but um, because it's airtight, I will drink, and I just drink black coffee. I'll drink coffee that is like four days old. Yeah, and I have. I saw a, that post you had the other yeah, day. Yeah, and I do that a lot. And and I like have even like Googled like how long can you is coffee still okay? <laughs> and the internet seems to think that it's all right yeah. that I do that. I mean, I don't do that on the regular, but I do. I will. Oh, I will get like I'll go to Giant Eagle say on a Sunday morning. Fill up two of these. I have a big one and a, and a regular one, and two of these Contigos, like these travel mugs. And I will maybe drink two of them, but probably just drink one of them, mm-hmm. and then I'll save the the other one for the next day. <laughs> That's awesome because I think this is where I am with coffee. I am okay with all of that. Yeah. I'm not the snob that says that stuff's garbage. Don't drink it. No, like there's a utilitarian. Except for your your snuff of my Keurig. Well, yeah. No, that was a laugh because Ed has a whole story that we'll come to another oh. day about the dying Keurig, and it was hilarious. And it Ed Sitter. Who is uh, your compatriot and coworker yeah. and co-conspirator? Yeah, he has a long and storied and difficult relationship with Keurig. Nice. So the mere mention of them, I think Keurigs make great coffee. I, we have one in Ed's office. A lot now. of waste, a lot of waste though. Yeah, that's the problem. Well, and that's what gets me too. So I have, like most people, started with training wheels coffee. Like mm-hmm. my dad would drive me to church, and we'd stop at the Sunoco, and he'd get like a real coffee. And I wanted to be like dad, so I got the French vanilla thing that came out of the machine. Oh, yeah, yeah. Release when the cup is two-thirds full, yeah. that kind of business. It's not coffee. Which, by the way, in terms of garbage coffee like that, the best is the peppermint mocha from Sheets. Could not agree more. they only have mm-hmm. during the Christmas season, which I don't understand. I want my coffee to taste like peppermint candy canes all, all year time. long. All the time. Come on, Sheets. It's fantastic. Yeah. But then I started getting into the Starbucks thing, and then like you, I did the, the, the go to black. And then things took a turn. I, I've heard. Yeah. That once that happens, you never go back. That's true. <laughs> I get it. Uh, <laughs> but now I've got, so it started, you know, getting more and more. I got pour over. I got French press. Uh, more and more po- complicated ways to make coffee. And then my good friend, do you know Jake Clausen? Yeah. 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 Great guy. We uh, we were doing this bike ride together. He's a master of the undercut. Oh, yeah. yeah. So true. <laughs> so true. We he go- is the most hipster non-hipster I've ever met. That's a very accurate description. Yeah, he is like everything about his person, mm-hmm. his history, except for his personality. Right, right. And his whole life. Except for this. I might poke a hole in that. Cause Does he have, do you have to get like the the precise temperature of? Worse. Worse. Better, if you ask me. Yeah, yeah. Uh, we go on this bike ride and we have to leave it like god awful early in the morning. So we go to pick Jake up at five in the morning. And Jake's so that, there's multiples. There's not just you. Yeah, right. Ed's or just the royal me. we goes. Ed's, okay, Ed's with me. A yeah, couple. Yeah. I think someone else might be with us. But anyway, it's early, so Jake's not quite with it. So we're fumbling through his garage, picking up his bike stuff. 
and he has this big kit over in the corner. I said, what's that? And he said, oh, that's the coffee roasting station. Oh, he roasts his own beans. As do I now. Oh. And let me tell you something. There's something beautiful about this that I've not quite put my finger on yet. A, totally customizable. Yeah. Do you like a dark roast? Make a dark roast. Do you want a light roast? Make a light roast. Do you want something in between? No problem. You can do whatever you want to do. Yeah. There's this great website called deansbeans.com. And, and if you, anytime you make an accident, it's Starbucks. Right. Yeah. Right. Just, no <laughs> oh, I knows. burnt them. Don't yeah. throw them out. That's Starbucks. Right. Yeah. Uh, Dean's Beans, it's all organic, more than fair trade. So, like, they do sustainable housing and stuff more, for farmers. The fairest trade. Right. It's cheap. It's like five bucks a pound, I think, to get the green beans. Green beans? They come green. Oh, okay. Yeah. Uh, they're not like, you know, not like the, the vegetable that no one wants to eat. <laughs> oh, I, oh, I, 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 I reject that. God made a mistake when he made green no, beans. No, no, no. So, yeah. Okay, wait. What, what is the, what is the worst of the veggies? Green beans. What is the best of the veggies? I mean, does corn count or is corn a starch? I mean, corn is a vegetable. Right. Starch is not a thing. Starch right. is, starch how is a, it's, yeah. How it it's how your body deals with it. It's not right. like, hey, let's grow some starch here. A potato is also a vegetable. Well, right. it's a tuber. Right. Yeah. I think corn. Corn's the way to go. Okay. So if we said that that doesn't count, then what would be? I don't know, because I don't really like vegetables. So I'd probably go to the carrots. As the best. Yeah. Yeah. They're the best. They're a great receptacle of ranch dressing. <laughs> Ranch dressing. Yeah, they're a, great, a ranch dressing spoon. Yeah, that you can eat. It's like the Lickamade stick of ranch dressing. <laughs> why? Wait, green beans. Why? What? I don't know. There's something about the smell of a so green bean. Broccoli, you like more? Yeah. Brussels sprouts, you like more? I don't really eat Brussels sprouts. Oh but man. Yeah. They were. I grew up being told that Brussels sprouts were the worst thing that could happen to you. No. Until I ate them, mm-hmm. and they're fantastic. I'm not repulsed. If you, by you them can the make them very well, like you can beans. like like season them. So yeah. that they're if they just like stewed and gross. I'm told yeah. my dad has a killer Brussels sprouts recipe yeah. with bacon and all kinds of good stuff. Oh yeah. yeah. Well bacon turns anything right. into bacon. Right. Yeah. Right. It's like ranch dressing. <laughs> right. I love salads when it's basically just an excuse to drink ranch dressing. But anyway, let me walk you through the 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 the, the so the setup now is the the green beans come from Dean's beans. Okay. That's hard to say out loud in a single Green shot. beans come from Dean's beans. Right. Uh, I go out on my porch and I have the grill with the little side burner. Okay. Right. You have a grill. Yeah, I have a grill. It's a normal grill. Yeah, like a normal grill. Okay, like not a, not like a coffee grill. No, no, it's not okay. specifically that's the that's where I'm going. It's it's not a specific coffee grill. It's like the standard Weber whatever grill yeah, and yeah. it has that side burner for like when you want to do your your ears of corn Ooh, or whatever. Side burner. Right. Then you get the whirly pop. You know this? No. Like a jiffy pop thing? Sort of. Okay. It's a uh, like well, popping popcorn. Right. That's okay. how I started was actually with those old school grandma's air popper yeah. popcorn. You can do it with that. This is like a big pan that has a lid on it. Okay. And the lid has a handle. Like a wok. Well, like a like an upside down wok. Not quite. Okay. The, the lid has <laughs> I'm this. I'm going to continue to, yeah, to tell guessing. you what it is. <laughs> the lid has this stick that goes down and as you crank the handle, it oh, like Oh, like a cotton candy maker. Yes. <laughs> now, we're, now we're getting Is somewhere. it really like I a... Mean, that's similar. Okay. Much slower. So I am sitting out on my porch at least like once a week. This chair I'm sitting on is awful. The worst. Yeah. Feel free to switch it up. I'm going to. Yeah, as you should. Yeah. Oyster Town Keep letting going. us down. Oh man, my butt. <laughs> <laughs> I just like the sound effects in the background. Oh. Okay. 
But there's something to me. So I'm sitting on the porch with just a basic fire and a pot and a stirring mechanism that is hand powered. Okay. We have a popcorn popper that's like that. Yeah. That's like it's just a big uh, pot yeah. with a top and then you spin it. Yep. That's yeah. exactly. You crank the, it like an organ grinder. Yeah. That's exactly the system I'm talking about. Okay. And at the end of so that. So when I said like a popcorn popper you and you said no, you meant yes. No, I said yes. Okay. I said what I started with was oh, the air when popper. When you responded to my question and gave me an actual response and I just didn't pay attention to <laughs> That's it. That's the one. That was the problem. <laughs> so like a popcorn popper. And okay. you sit on the porch once a week or so and I can roast a pound of coffee. Nice. Does your wife drink coffee? She does now. Oh, oh. What's funny, she didn't drink it until she was pregnant, which is when you're not supposed to drink it. Oh, yeah, yeah. But she had the cravings? No, she had the need, the necessity. My uh, wife loves the smell of coffee, Mm -hmm. which is good. Mm -hmm. Does not like coffee. By the by, you would think the smell of roasting coffee would be in that genre. Not good? It is not. It's just smoke. I would have thought that it would not be good. It's not a good thing. Because the green coffee... Green beans do not smell like coffee. No, not yeah. even close. Yeah, not it's even like close. it's like the the chocolate beans. Yeah, don't taste like chocolate. But really? like the so anyway, my thing with all of this is getting around to. There is a moment like the only thing I'm missing is going to the forest and chopping down the the berries and picking my own. Yeah. But otherwise, this is God grew it. Yeah. A farmer picked it, gave it to me. You roasted it. I roasted it. I ground it. So, but then do you like pour over and get the mm-hmm. right temperature and all that stuff? Yeah. Like, you, do you have one of those like pots with the long skinny yep. handle? It looks like some kind of drug paraphernalia. Absolutely. Yeah. As a matter of fact, because I'm so sick and tired of church coffee, I have one in my office. What is? Wait, what, we need to talk about that. Yeah. Why is church coffee so terrible? I don't I've been know. to so many churches and it's all the same. Yeah. And it's, it's not because bad. it's Folgers because I've had Folgers that's okay. Right. Like you can make Folgers taste good. Here's what I think it is. I mean, truthfully, at least here. I mean, and 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 there's a lot of churches that do the fair trade stuff that's really good coffee, quality beans. Right. That tastes like garbage. Right. I think it's the quantity. I think it's that. Like at but least like here, gas station coffee doesn't taste that bad. I know. I don't know what's. That's a fair point. Because mm-hmm. like, is it the quantity plus speed plus? So this goes along with the Christians being terrible to to service people. We also are terrible to coffee. Oh my gosh! And that's part of what I don't get. If coffee is such a big piece of our culture now, now I am going to be a snob. Yeah. Why is it the first that you church? It doesn't matter how many signs you have or welcome centers or coffee is the first thing any visitor is going to go to. Yeah. And if it sucks. Why, why can't we put together a decent cup of coffee? Well, and that's and and that makes it it's interesting in the sense that there are the alternative to that is you get the big mega churches that then put a coffee bar right in their thing and then it becomes almost pretentious with how like look at how nice we are right. with our coffee. I don't uh, want that. I yeah, want yeah. I want church people to come to my church and have the same experience as when I invite people over to my house and I set out coffee for the night. Yeah. Like, that's going to be good coffee. So when we went to, I I was amazed. I, I really like that I can drink coffee <laughs> because of what it does, the social mm-hmm. affectation of it. Yeah, like that's kind of why I went got why I got into it. There's a there's a point in my life where I smoked a pipe. It was not, uh, uh, I mean, it's super pretentious. It was in college. I um, still do. Yeah, I would like to, and I would still love to do it. And it was never because I loved tobacco. Right. It was because I loved the affectation, the experience of doing it. Yes. I uh, annually will smoke cigars with my friends from this conference that we get to. Uh, And I don't, I would never buy cigars to smoke on my own. Uh -uh. I don't, and I don't like the experience is not really a a rewarding one. 
but the experience of the act of smoking cigars, what happens when you do that is really nice. And it's coffee is very similar. So when I, uh, last year around this time, I went to Israel, Palestine Mm. and we went, so Middle Eastern culture, very centered on coffee and hospitality, very much on hospitality. Every time we went somewhere, they gave us coffee and they give you this uh, Arabian coffee that is in these small little like espresso cups. Mm -hmm. And it was not good. Yeah. This, despite uh, all of the the like, I've been told like, oh, wait, you try this Arabian coffee, and I thought, oh, this would be really good. I mean, it's known there's a whole dance in the Nutcracker about the Arabian coffee, right? Uh, but <laughs> which is the, I mean, the pinnacle for telling you what food is quality is, right. is the Nutcracker. Uh, but it was, and it wasn't bad. It just wasn't. I was expecting it to blow my mind, uh-huh. and it was surprisingly not very strong either. Like that, which makes sense because they're drinking little cups of it all the time. But it's you're thinking they're it's going to be like espresso. Yeah. It's like a light roast or medium roast even that has some grounds in it. And it was, it was, it was, but it was great. Just the, the social, uh, function of it. Yeah. And every time we went to somebody's house, they just gave us coffee and it was really good. And I was longing for regular coffee. And, and in, in spite, in addition to the Arabian coffee, they had Nescafe, Nescafe, oh. which is the instant <laughs> coffee oh it's horrible it's like it's like the um it's like country time lemonade except country time lemonade's not bad but it's like that same (laughs) like you just take hot water and then you sprinkle crystals into it and then stir it up and then it's supposed to be coffee that's all they had in malawi when i went yep and i drank tea the whole time i was there because i just couldn't do it yeah i I just drank i drank a bunch of it but it was all it always made me sad (laughs) but i guess that is ultimately my thing is there are two sides of coffee, yeah. and I'm not the snob that says you only have to pick one side. There is a utilitarian yeah. coffee. Yeah. If you're on the road with kids on a mission trip, and the best you got is the Sunoco A Plus yeah. store, yeah, great. That's yeah. fine. That's gets the job. You done. get through it. Yeah. Then there's the coffee that is very lovingly. It's poured an experience. Over and yeah. Like made to be a gourmet thing, and like well, it's it, craft and has a social dimension. To yeah. It that that bring church coffee needs to be more part B. And less part A. Yeah. We need to get away from utilitarian. Not because it's bad. I mean, it is. But yeah. that's not the problem. The problem is. we Yeah. Get away from the idea of like, you wanted coffee. Here's coffee. Right. Like the function of coffee on a Sunday morning is not the same function of coffee on a at a gas station at one in the morning. Right. And when we treat it like that, then we're, we're showing, I mean, the, the lack of hospitality. Right. I drank this coffee that to me, and again, I apologize to all, to the entire the continent of Asia <laughs> or, uh, or Arabia. Yeah. Uh, like the region that, that was once Arabia where there, I'm sure their coffee is, is wonderful and it wasn't bad. It just wasn't what I needed coffee. Right. It, the utilitarian part was not uh, exercised in that point. Um, but it just that the, the experience of sharing that, like I bonded with so many people and yes. felt included and invited and welcomed because yes. of that. It's interesting how this rise in coffee and kind of the craft coffee also kind of parallels with the uh, craft beer. Yeah. And the, the and, and it's a similar, similar thing there thing, too. Yeah. And it, like I also. Churches should have better beer. Uh, and as I said, with <laughs> they should, they should really should. <laughs> and as I said, I'm not a drinker. Uh, um, I, uh, uh, and it's just cause I just don't like the taste of it. Right. Like it's, it's, and I, I, mean, I had uncles who were alcoholics when I grew up and it always scared me. So I think that they kind of, baked into my brain like alcohol is bad but right. i don't have i have less moral compunction against it and more it's just i just don't like the taste of it 
but uh, um, I also went to a school where like the official beer was Milwaukee's Best, which is ironically titled. <laughs> Because I'm not sure. At least one of those things is wrong. And maybe two. I'm not even sure it's from Milwaukee. <laughs> but Milwaukee's best, which we called Beast. It is terrible. Oh. And then Natural Light, oh. which is also Natty Light, which is terrible. And uh, Pabst Blue Ribbon, which is should not have won first place. I, I will confess, there's a soft spot in my heart for PBR. That, well, that's the hipster part of you. That's, that's the part with the interesting the glasses and the beard yeah. and the tattoo on your on, on your gun. The gun show. Yeah. Uh, so, but I think that the... Uh, it's it's that's another thing where beer has gotten um, this reputation for being a terrible thing uh-huh. because the it is a vice uh, uh, and I mean caffeine is a socially accepted vice because yeah. it doesn't often make you do terrible things it it's may drug, make you though. irritable and yeah. grumpy but it doesn't make you violent in the same way that and terrible and ruin your right. life but it's a drug yep. um, and alcohol to me always had this negative connotation and it, it's so easily abused. That I it was just easier to stay away, and then actually when we moved to Wisconsin, uh, one of the many places we lived when I was in seminary, um, we were just kind of like touring around. Like uh, my wife was like, "Well, let's just find out the stuff." We didn't have any kids, and so we just went to local places, and there was a lot of breweries, a lot of microbrews in Wisconsin, and not even like craft breweries, just like it's a place where beer is from, and so there's a lot of places, and it was amazing. And I realized like, oh, beer can have different flavors, and it was very similar to my experience with coffee, where it wasn't like the first even good beer that I had that was like delicious, but it's like, oh, I could, I can see how this is good. Yeah. I don't like the taste, but I can acquire this taste and appreciate the quality in this that's different than a Budweiser, yeah. which is like cold pee. <laughs> like it really. Uh, Anytime someone says that about beer, I always want to fire back like, how do you know what Because I, I, when I was like, eight years old. Oh, no. <laughs> I accidentally peed in my own face. Yeah. <laughs> This week on Twitter or Instagram, uh, rough the pastor if you're Twitter, yeah. roughing the pastor if you're on Instagram, Yeah. here's my question. How can church or any gathering make coffee more the social element and less the utilitarian? That's my question. Yeah. Uh, how do you get back from quali- quantity over quality? So right. tweet at us. Get on the Instagram. Yeah. Roughthepastor.com. Yep. Any questions? No, rough the pastor at rough the pastor, <laughs> roughing the pastor at rough the pastor on Twitter. Yeah. Roughing the pastor on Instagram. Yeah. Oh. Hello, sir. Oh, it's Bartleby is Bartleby's back. back. Our house elf who always gives us corrections. Uh, Bartleby, do we make any mistakes this time? So here we go. Um, this is the corrections that Bartleby has for us. He writes them on a piece of paper. Thank you, Bartleby. Uh, okay. Um, so earlier. You said potatoes are a starch. I said they were a vegetable. Apparently, technically, potatoes are a botanic, botanically a vegetable, uh-huh. but classified nutritionally as a starchy food. Who cares, Bartleby? Why do you think it's important? What do you do be factually correct? Anyway, Arabian coffee is quite tasty, but not functionally like American coffee. So it's not bad. It actually has a good taste to like cardamom. Okay, that's uh, uh, verifiably um, subjective. So I was gonna say you 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 consumed yeah. it, right? Yeah, so, yeah. Like- I I think he is trying to make me say that <laughs> to recant. <laughs> All right. Yeah, I agree. Arabian coffee is is quite tasty. So yeah. I didn't mean to say it wasn't good tasting. I just meant that it didn't actually work like coffee does in that it, you need it. 
<laughs> so between Arabian coffee, which does not is not highly caffeinated, and Nescafe, which is really really bad, uh, yeah. I was not very caffeinated when I was in uh, the Middle East. Uh, thanks, Bartleby. Thank you, Bartleby. I appreciate it, Tony. Tony, I gotta get that guy a hat. Or no, something. no, <laughs> something, anything. Any any uh, out of context weird things or predictions that you have for the future that you would like to to put out there right now? Oh wow, uh, I predict that we still won't have heard the Mueller report by the time that we publish this podcast. So I'm going to say something to make it very dated, and then I'm going to say some kind of Back to the Future Part 2 prediction that will just nail it. But okay. like just a little bit. Like yeah. the Cubs win the World Series two years after I predict it. <laughs> uh, so the one to make it very dated, I think that Ariana Grande will be a singer that we're still talking about. Oh. <laughs> she, she will go the way of a Lady Gaga or someone like that who gets uh, legitimized in, yeah. in culture as a real artist. Yeah. Because uh, she seems to be right on that precipice of of going the way of uh, uh, I don't, the people that we don't, vitamin C. Can I, can, I, <laughs> can I follow up your prediction there? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I predict, given who I think will listen to this podcast, yeah. that Jillian has already composed a tweet in anger <laughs> about what you've just said. No, I, I was affirmative that she will become I, I think it is implied. that she isn't already is where the, Oh, yeah. yeah, no, she's totally not already. <laughs> you don't get tattoos of your own song on your hand if you really have yeah. staying power. Oh, like, look at me, I'm relevant. Um, okay, and my thing that I think will actually be prescient is oh, this is going this is going deep. This, so this is going to December. Oh wow! That people will be back on the Star Wars train. Yeah. People will be like, they fixed it. That's a great call. Yeah, that's a great call. Because we've had enough time off. But the irony will be, as we mentioned in previous episodes, nothing was broken. No, nothing was broken at all. But we'll come back to that next yeah, we time will. on. Here, let's do a Beastie Boy style. All right. So you, you roughing the bastard. There's not enough, there's not enough words in that. No. <laughs>